London. This is Mariam Shreve and welcome to the Star Models podcast. Been away for a couple of weeks, but back with a beautiful soul. He's a, a public speaking coach and we connected on Instagram a while back, but we reconnected because he spoke about a beautiful cause that he's involved in. And I wanted to raise awareness equally. So I'd like to introduce you to Warren Ryan. He is the, and he has a um, academy called Fearless Speaking. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, Marion, for inviting me onto this amazing podcast. And yeah, what an intro. I like it. I would like to start off by the question of what is fearless? What is the definition of being fearless? I, I believe the definition of being fearless is being able to be yourself the person who you are at home in your every in your everyday life. I feel like a lot of people are not, they're dying with so much treasure inside of them. They're leaving this earth, not accessing the gift because they have a fear of being judged, a fear of being different. So fearless to me means standing up for what you believe in when others are not standing up and speaking your truth. And if you can do that, I believe that's when you're fearless. So that's my meaning. That's my definition of fearless is being able to be you in any given situation. That's wonderful. So let's take it back to how did this, how did you become fearless? So where did it start from? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, as a public speaker, I mean, that's, I always find that public, good public speakers come from great personal challenges and ad adversities, right? They're, they're made and formed from from pain and challenges. So what was your, your first challenge or where do you start this path of, I want to be a public speaker? Yeah, so I, I, was, I grew up in Oxford. It's funny, because whenever I go to prisons and do talks and I say to them, I've had a bit pretty tough upbringing. And they're like, okay. And I say, I grew up in Oxford. They're like, I thought you had a tough upbringing. Was, was there like drive-by dictionary throws? Like people, people throwing dictionaries at you? And I was like, look, I grew up in a very deprived part of Oxford called Blackbird Lease. My mother had me when she was 17 years old to a very right. traditional, old-fashioned Irish family right. who was quite racist. Their beliefs were quite racist. They just believed white people with white people, black people with black people. So what's your heritage then, uh, Warren? Well, my mum had a taste with Jamaican men, so so I'm half Jamaican okay. and, half, and, and half Irish. Okay, mixed heritage, yeah. Yeah, so, but when that happened, my mum was an outcast, kicked out of the house at 17, Mariam, 17 years old. So she was living bed and breakfast as a mum. You know, my mum had father issues, so she brought back some, you know, very violent men. So as a kid, I grew up around a lot of violence, my mum being abused in front of me, me being abused as a kid by grown men, having you know police breaking into our house and so a lot of trauma a lot of a lot of commotion um, right yes neglect and a lot of just terror 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 in your own home there was no place of of um of safety in my house i used to actually put my bunk bed against my bedroom door and that was the only way that i could kind of get away and put the quote over my head and just wait for my mum's screams to stop but then feeling guilty that i can't protect my mum um, and this was like when I was six, seven years old. And then my mum, you know, she got really caught up with depression and she tried to escape that through drugs. And she went through smoking cannabis. And in the area that I grew up in, cannabis was everyone smoked it. So therefore in my mind, I was like, she can't die from it. So I'm not really bothered about that. 
but then it got to more like I believe cannabis sometimes can be the gateway drug and it got to the deeper drugs and she went I knew I had friends that their parents would have died through heroin and crack cocaine right so I was aware of that from the young very young age I never forget I went to school one day came home opened up the wardrobe no the cupboard to get to make a sandwich and I saw a crack pipe and I knew what a crack pipe was. Yeah. So that from there, my mum was on drugs. Then she stopped being a mum. There was no electricity in the house. When someone's on drugs, they just, they lose their whole sense of um, being a mother and they become slaves to this drug. Yeah. So we were abandoned. We were neglected. No food, no electricity in the house. You have siblings? Or... Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. So I was the oldest, so a younger brother and two younger sisters and I was a man of the house, yes. having to look after them. And then social services caught us all alone in the house. My mum then kind of put her hands up. I was like, I'm neglecting my kids. Then we went into care. And inside of me, I just felt lost, scared. I didn't want my family to be split up despite yeah. everything. And then I went to three different homes. So the first home stayed there for a bit, me and my brother. Then went to a second home. That was supposed to be our long-term home. Then went to a third home. And our third home was um, this amazing lady called Haira, Auntie Haira. She was um, a Muslim. So she brought me into like Islam, showed me, you know, what Islam was about. I fell in love can with I, Islam. Can I just point out to the audience? I didn't even realize that Warren was, um, uh, was Muslim. Yeah, literally, like, uh, literally just, yeah, just before both, this podcast, right? Exactly. We just had this conversation. Yeah, like, so it's funny because, like, you know, when I was younger, when I became Muslim, I always make a dua to Allah. And I say to Allah, I can't tell you how much I love you in this dunya because this dunya is too small. Mm -hmm. And please don't let me be, please don't let me be a number in this world. I know I can't be a prophet because Muhammad is the last prophet, but please don't let me be a number. And I was really inspired by Malcolm X as a kid. Mm -hmm. So I knew, I was like, I want, I want to build schools in Africa. And I want to make it as a professional football player. One, because I like playing football. Two, because it brings wealth. And then I can build schools in Africa. Like, that was my innocent dream at the time as a kid. Aww. And then I used to pray. My mum my was homeless. My so was... go back to auntie, the third home that you were at. Yeah, so... okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so auntie Hira, she brought us in. An amazing woman. Very strict, not gonna lie, very strict. Yeah. I, I was feral <laughs> to a very strict home. Um, and fell in love with Islam. Fell in love with Allah. My connection with my creator was amazing. But at the same time, there was like, being a kid and feeling like there's a lot of chores, a lot of, I felt, you know, a lot of like fasting. It's discipline. It's, it's, you know, yeah. having an Islamic lifestyle is but a discipline. 100%. Yeah. And I feel like as a kid, I didn't really see, like, I, I had such a beautiful relationship with, with Allah. Yeah. And it was like, it's funny because like sometimes, like, when I'm 40, then I'll be a God-fearing Muslim and then... <laughs> So, so yeah, so that was kind of like how my mind was. I went when I was 13. A lot of people actually have that mindset, don't they? And and I think we all think that when we're young, that, you know, we'll, we'll just become pious and religious and we'll do all the right things afterwards. Let's enjoy ourselves. But I think one thing that COVID has uh, probably pointed out to a lot of people is that you might not even live to see 40. 100%. Right? So. Yeah. And, and, and do you know, once you know that, like, you know, before you, before you start puberty, there's no sins that are being counted. It's like, I'm like, I was like, <laughs> as a kid you're like i'm like okay i can use all of this stuff until <laughs> and then but it's so funny it's so funny me and my friends would be like that but um but yeah so but when you know you you must change when you know when you have 100%. Yeah. yeah yeah so i'm my it's what i'm saying this is where I, I knew you know my connection with Allah was very powerful and islam was like I, I prayed that my mom would get off drugs and she'd get us back together again as a family and my social workers my my foster mom 
everyone believed we were going to be in care for two or 18. I didn't believe that. I prayed and I knew Allah was just going to, was going to answer his prayer. And when I was 13, my mom was homeless at this time, man, homeless. She was sharing needles. There was more, she OD, she died twice. And only 5% of people get off heroin. My mom's in that 5% club. And she done it, went to, went to court, won the court case, got me back together. I was like, thank you Allah. Sometimes it, 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 with, yeah, that's God. a miracle. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. And that's quite miraculous. And, but sometimes with, with God, when you pray, when you're in need, and when you're not in need, you know, you've kind of sometimes you can forget. You can be complacent. Actually, many people they they pray when when they have problems, right? Like that's they can it. be going to prayer mat, like you know, like can you help us out? But it, that's not the case. You should be continuously grateful. Hundred percent. Yeah. And and I'll be honest, I was I was like that when I, when I moved back to my mum's house. I kind of, long as I didn't eat pork, I'm Muslim in my heart. This, this is what I said in my mind. In my mind. But like my 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 connection with Allah has been very spiritually powerful. Like 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 the connection. It's one thing. Ever since I was a kid, I think I used to always think about death, which would remind me that I could die any day. And I think growing up without a father in my life, Allah was just the only voice or the connection I would go to. Yeah. So I had such a special connection with, with, with God. And then, and when yeah. you have no one to rely on, Allah is the one that is always constant. Always there. Always there. And the one that actually can only solve problems, right? That's it. So I was like, I grew up in care. I got bullied in school. Everyone knew my mom was on, on drugs. So they used to go, your mom's a crackhead. Da, 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 da. I got bullied hard because of it. Moved to Bristol. No one knew my story. New family. Back right, to my, okay, back so you, to my you've come back. I mean, we're not united with your with your mother and your siblings, and then you decide to move to Bristol. Yeah. So okay. move Bristol. Fresh start. New chapter. Fresh, fresh start. Yeah. And I was, and then so I kind of kept things, my truth within me. Didn't tell anyone. And you know, you can only, you can only keep things inside of you for so long, and then they will come out. And it mm. came out when I was twenty, through depression. And all of my trauma, everything, my anger towards, you know, I had anger towards God because I was like, why me? What, like, why me? Why do, why is, why does my dad not want to know me? Mm. Why, why is my mom not maternal? Why, why, um, why didn't I have a silver spoon? Why, why is it hard for me? Why, I was, I, I was angry and I was like, why me? Yeah. Until, why stage? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and until I came, I came across at my lowest, at my, you know, when what I was- What instigated that though? What instigated those questions again for you? At the in like, what, what was in like, why me? Yeah, like what made you kind of slope down? There's always something that triggers you. Yes, yeah. What happened? Yes. You so I, I, was, I was playing professional football and I got released, I got dropped when I was 19. That was my happy ever after. Like being a footballer of meant course. the world to me. It was my identity. Right? Yeah, it was my identity as well. All of my significance. So when that left me, I was like, I don't get it. I don't. I, I'm. I don't get it, and I felt hopeless because I was like, that's my only one passion that I had in life. And but in that depression, I remember at my lowest, getting down on the, on, the, on my head on the floor and just praying to God. I said, Allah, if you help me, I spend the rest of my life helping people. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, Marion, this is where it just gets. It, it's that's just a turning point for you then. Yeah, like, yeah. and then a few days after I do that, I get a phone call. And it's this guy with an American accent. He's like, hey, Warren. And I'm like, no one American ever messages me, like calls me. <laughs> I'm thinking, who the hell is this dude? 
And he's like, you apply for this coaching job in America, but I didn't have the right um, FA level two qualification. But someone's dropped out, Warren, and we need someone ASAP. Do you want to take this opportunity? And I remember looking up. Yeah. Yes. Well, I it works in miraculous ways. I know, my Like, I think going to America changed my whole life. I went from seeing a speaker on stage. I never knew about motivational speakers or speaking. Yeah. So what was the course about? What what is it? What was it exactly for? What was? You the you know, you got the invitation. What was the invitation? Oh, it was okay, yeah, it was coaching soccer. Coach, okay, okay. Yeah, so coaching soccer in America for kids. So I was doing that for three days at three hours a day. I had, I had, I had a lot of time on my hands. Right. You know, all the guys had eight packs over there. So I was like, <laughs> I need to um get fit. So I went onto YouTube, typed in sort of motivational videos to kind of, I can run to, came across a speaker by the name of Eric Thomas. And he's, and he's on a stage and he's sharing and he's very American, very like, what up, what up? I was like, okay, yeah. a bit conservative here, a bit like, you know, a bit too much. It was a pretty short, yeah. Yeah. And then he mentioned that his mum was on drugs and he was, he was he was telling people what I kept behind closed doors. And he wasn't doing it from a violin. He wasn't like, this is what I went through. He was like, this is what I went through. And now I get to travel the world. Now I'm helping thousands, millions of people. Now my children have a life that I never had and all of this stuff. And I was like, the penny drops. And I was like, I said, sorry, God. So I was asking all this time, why me? Yeah. And I should have said, what for? And then in that moment, Mariam, the what for was revealed to me. And I looked at that Eric Thomas and he was a black man. And he represented, I was like, if he, this brother can do it, yeah. so can I. And I was like, I'm going to meet, I'm going to reach a million people in five years. Don't know how I'm going to do this. And until I started to study the mind, I started studying neuro-linguistic programming and I reprogrammed my mind. The person that you see right now is a creation through, like, you know, I've become an architect of the life that I wanted to live. So I wrote down the characteristics, the beliefs to be able to be the speaker and to be able to help people. I had to become that. I had to, to, to um, learn that skill set to be able to access the confidence, the communication skills. And that's mm -hmm. what I've been on the journey for doing that. And then from that moment, I shared my story strategically in a way where people didn't just go, so what? They said, me too. People that really resonated when the with first it. time you shared your story? Yeah. When was the first time that you actually... First one was back in 2012. So just before oh. the Olympics in London. I was um, scared as hell to share my story because I, I hid my story for so long. But I knew this was, this, was, this was me getting my power back. This was me saying to the world, like, I no longer need your approval. So yeah. I, I craved on their approval. When you grow up in care, you, you feel broken. So you're always trying to impress people. Indeed, yeah. So sharing my story was one, I was going to help someone who was suffering alone. And two, was getting my power back, taking away the ammunition. Yeah, reclaiming, right? 100%. You are. That's it. And it felt it, it was scary. But then it was almost like, you know, have, you ever seen, have you seen the film Bruce Almighty? I have actually, yeah. But I, I have, I have, yeah. yeah. So yeah. in that film... You know, God gives him that power to be able yes, to yes, yes, yes. help people. Yeah. And then yeah. he, gets, he gets those file, all those messages go, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And so it's a bit like that. When I shared my story, I had all of these messages saying, Warren, I'm in Zimbabwe. I just read your story. I was about to end my life and I read your story. Got it. No, wow. You've inspired me. America. All around. And, I, and my Twitter started blowing up. It was, you know, from like 200 to like 20,000 followers on Twitter. And then that's how the journey started. And I was like, 
it all boiled back to um, my book. It's called The Art of Being Yourself. Oh, wonderful. So, so, so that's where it all boiled back down to is that I was helping people, not changing people. I was helping people, giving them the tools and the strategies to be able to be themselves and to be able to have the know-how to learn new skills. Because a lot of people go to school yeah. and they leave school and they stop learning. <laughs> like, I'm bad at English or I'm bad at maths. And I'm like, when was the last time you did English? When was the last time you did maths? school well, you know you can still learn now right yeah we're forever students and i think when you stop learning is when it becomes dangerous right that's when you kind of that's when life stops i think life is all about evolving Always learning, right and learning you see role models or people like yourself that are from you know from a similar backgrounds or or similar experiences it's then when you kind of identify with the person inside and think okay you know what I can do that so role models are so important um you know and especially when I was growing up there's not many creatives um in the industry in the media industry and so I think the more people voice themselves and for what their art is I think that gives other people and a chance to to come forward as well and like you said you had you saw that person on stage and that gave you the, the kind of courage. I, I do believe that public speaking is all about confidence. Now I talk about confidence about when I'm styling and self-image. How would you cultivate confidence? How do you cultivate it? It's, it's surrendering. A lot of it is surrendering. The ego likes to take the show, mm -hmm. likes to run the show. And it's about listening to your heart. And as you listen to your heart and you begin on this journey of self-love and you surrender, where you no longer need to control the judgment of how others see you, it allows you to show up, not being the perfect package. Yeah. So like, I've always been about, you know, when it comes to confidence, I've always been about being confident, even when you're not good at something. Yes. At the very start, a lot of people, they do it behind closed doors until they get somewhat good at something and then they show the world. But can you be confident and not being great at something and sit in that place and feel confident? Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, a lot of it is, you know, surrendering to the, um, of the art of being to go, to go quite deep here it's just it's all about being I think when you're being yeah. there is no worry there is no you know you're not thinking about what others are thinking of you it's just being and you can't fail being you mm. so yeah that's you want to call it confidence it's, it's the art of knowing oneself because a lot of people don't know who they are they don't absolutely they say that public speaking is the most feared thing that a person want, could do. Like that, that's that's the most, if not the most, I think it's top the first. Yes, uh, so it's up there with the number yeah. one. People, people would rather um, die yes. <laughs> than speak at a funeral. Yeah. So public speaking, the biggest fear. Uh, so what is your creative process? Walk us through that before going on stage. What is it that you do? So my mental preparation before I ever get on stage, yeah. I'm aware that our subconscious mind answers any question that we ask it. 
And the problem is with a lot of people that get on a stage or that are nervous on a stage, they ask negative questions. What if I make a mistake? And they will go through that in their mind. Mm. And this is how you're going to feel. So they're feeling what they're going to feel. Mm. So how I prime my mind, which allows me to be present, no fear, no nerves on stage, is one, they say this, I say this to myself, this is not about me. This is about the message or the person that needs to hear the message. So knowing that, I can be a princess. I can do whatever I need to do on that stage. I can forget what I'm going to say because it's not about me. Yeah, you're like kind of the vessel, aren't you? Kind of 100% like, you are right? the vessel, Because yeah. I always think that uh, the work that I do when someone says thank you, and I was like, listen, well, I just sent me as a vessel for you. Like, I'm just literally just letting you know you're doing the work. You, it's up to you. You are the one who actually does everything. And I think we just, the encouragement or words of wisdom are so just true. so powerful. So, yeah, okay, so, so prep yeah. the mind with questions, so positive, positive questions before going. Yeah, 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 yeah. P- positive questions. And, you know, when, when you talk to your mind, you have to talk with a certain tonality because your mind knows when you're BSing yourself, right? It knows when you're not being serious. So, what I do, my physiology, so my shoulders back, I'm, I'm pacing left and right, and I'm getting myself into a state that what I'm about to deliver, I've read the books, I've got the experience, my subconscious mind records everything, it controls my heart rate, my breathing, I trust you. Yeah. So I get myself into that state, but, but it's, it, again, like it's very important that the foundation, I always tell people that you have to work on a solid foundation. If you're doing it for a round of applause, if you're doing, if you get significance in being a speaker, you're going to feel the nerves and fear. So you have to feel real, know that, know that you're a vessel, know that it's not about you. Once Absolutely. you understand that, then you can get on that stage. And when the brain can only work on, focus on one area at a time, it can't, you, can't, you can't focus on someone and focus on yourself at the same time. When, when you focus on yourself as a good judgment, whenever you're nervous or got clammy hands, the focus is not on the audience, it's on you. So to remove that, you focus on the audience. Someone's there. They don't need you to be elegant. They don't need you to say it in a very you know, sophisticated way. Yeah. They want you to care and they wanna, they wanna help. How do I get out of this suffering? How do I stop this pain? How do I add value in my business? Whatever it may be, they want that information. So once you focus on them, you can feed them and give them what they want and there's no fear on this side. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's all about the message and, uh, and about delivering um, and service, isn't it? It's all about being an act of service for others. So if you didn't speak, I wouldn't have heard about the great cause that you're involved with. So let's speak about that and really create awareness, because when I heard about it, I was like, OK, let's let's do what yes. we should all do our bit. Right. Whatever we have and whatever we can do. So through our podcast, let's um, give awareness of the amazing cause that you're involved with. So it's about a little girl called Florentina. Would yes. you like to tell us? Yes. So Florentina, she came into my life about three and a half weeks ago. She's four and a half and she has neuroblastoma. And currently she has a 50% chance of living. But if they get this vaccine, which will send her to America because they don't do it in the UK, it's in America, and it costs the whole, you know, course of the vaccine cost 250,000 pounds yeah so I first heard about it on a Instagram live right 
um, they're telling me about Frontier's story. And I was just like, it's funny because at that moment I was like, I want to create an event for the people that just bring in humanity together. Yes. And then her story came up, Frontier's story came up. So I checked out her page and I said to my brother Atik, who I'd only just met as well, let's, let's raise that money. Let's do an event. Because donating alone, it's, it's good. But it doesn't, it's not maybe going to have the next child. Or it's not going to, so how do we get people to say Florentine is my daughter? Yeah, that ripple effect, isn't it? Warren? Yeah, yeah. It's, so, that, it's that energy of of so many people coming together for this one. Like, you know, you, you run the live. I, I was like, okay, how do we get involved? What do we do? Because it's, I think it touches everybody. It does. Even though I'm not a mother, but I have nieces and nephews and, you know, I have family. And I think anybody with a heart would feel her pain. That's it. She's so cute. She's adorable. She is beautiful. And like, yeah, and so from that moment, you know, loads of people have been fundraising for her and everyone's been coming together. So I just, I literally put our hand, arms open. I said, look, whether you can help a lot or a little bit, yeah. be a part of our family. Let's put this event together. And this event, we So will, the event is on the... The 12th of December. 12th of December. Yes. So on 12th, 12th of December in London. And... Um, so yeah, what is the event and how can people contribute? Okay, so if you want to contribute in any shape or form, like contact you, Mariam, or contact me and just reach out to me. We've got a WhatsApp group. We've got around 50 members in that WhatsApp group so far. And it's just beautiful energy, people from around the world that are coming together. And the event itself, you know, I've done over 500 events myself. So what, like we deliver at these events, we help people again, you know, I'm all about the art of being yourself, having more confidence, having a sense of purpose in your life. So we got, you know, some, I'm speaking on that sort of topic, but then we got other celebrity speakers that have got inspiring stories as well. So people that are gonna come to the event are gonna feel inspired. Yes. To not just help Florentina, but to help more children like Florentina as well. Like the whole purpose of this event is that we put on an amazing show and we raise you know, all that money for Florentina and maybe what gets birthed out of it is a foundation that helps thousands of other children that are suffering as well. We get, but waking people up, like mm -hmm. we live in a world where children are dying of starvation now. Homelessness, all of this, people are distracted. Netflix, work, I don't have time. Da -da 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 -da. We want to give people the tools to be able to become self-aware to pull their sleeves up, just like I did when I first saw Eric Thomas. I, I signed up for life, a life mission to help others. And I believe it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And, I'm, I, and I've, I keep on giving that gift. My, my thing, I want to create leaders. I want to create leaders that can impact more people. So as a, you know, if we have a thousand people, when we have a thousand people at the event, if everyone's on the same page, the money's going to be such money great be. energy and just being together in one place where we have so much love for one for a cause and and just being selflessness you know that 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 act of, of helping someone um better their lives and hopefully give this girl a little chance to live you know yes. i think that's beautiful yes it's it's, it's true it's the, giving is the best feeling in the world you it, it comes you know, you could have a man, there are people that have mansions, big houses, yeah, so big houses, cars, all of it, but they're lonely yeah. or they're still lacking that purpose. I think Jim Carrey said, some people have to get all of that to realize that's not the ultimate goal in life. Mm. 
Absolutely, absolutely. It's not about um, luxury. It's about brands. It's it's, re it's really about the heart and what you can do and help others. So it's a great cause. I hope that you know we will. I'll leave the details obviously below, and then anybody that wants to contact or attend the event. So, where is the event um, being held? So the the event. Let me quickly just pop it up. Do you know what? Because I've got a thousand, we've we got literally, I'm running the whole, whole team of 50 plus people. Um, the venue name is, let me quickly put it up. Do, 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 do. So I, I can edit a few things, don't worry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm real, I'm transparent, Mary. Love, <laughs> we'll keep this stuff in there. It's called the Arc Royal. Arc Royal. Arc Royal. Where is it then? Beautiful venue, North London. Edmonton. Okay, North London. All right. Okay. And is there a price, ticket price? Do we, how do we contribute? Mariam, wait, I want to see your face when I say this. The tickets are $9.99. $9.99, okay. Oh, that's and nothing. Yeah. That's nothing, right? Nothing. Obviously, we've got VIP tickets as well. So if you want to you know, eat with the celebrities and the speakers after, we've got an after party too. Um, yeah. Everything gets, you know, tickets, all that stuff gets donated to the fund of Florentina's, you know, um, treatment. Okay. And everyone together, we're going to like, Guys, if you and how much is the capacity? How many people can we get at the event? So we've got 50,000 seats. Okay. No, I'm joking. I wish. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Mariam, I love I love how you just like, okay. I was like, yes. <laughs> no, because I'm just thinking, uh, you know, £10, anybody and everyone can do that. We get 50,000. So in my head, I'm not thinking it's impossible. That's why I'm like, yes, I'm going ahead with it. Yeah, yeah, this, is, yeah, yeah. this is why I, I didn't I didn't show you any reaction because I'm like, yes, we can do that. <laughs> do you understand? You know what, you know what? You've given me more belief. You've given me more belief now. If I, if I think that I'm going to fill up 50,000 50, seats and doing, yeah, so it's yeah. we've got eight 800 seats, but then we've got virtual tickets as well. So people that okay. live in Antarctica. Oh, really? That's nice. So people that can't make it for whatever reason, you know? Yeah, only if they, guys, if you live in Antarctica, that's the only reason you could buy a virtual ticket. <laughs> Mar 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 we got people flying in from America. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. You see, that's the spirit. That's, that's the togetherness. That's really humanity, isn't it? That's humanity. It is. it is. I think, do you know what? I think there's going to be some sort of like documentary or film created from just a collective because this is, this is not... I think this, I think the whole journey until the event and thereafter, it should be all documented. Yeah, be it, has, it has to be because... Right? It is, is like... Is doing that, by the way? Um, I think, yeah, yeah, I have to think, I think there's a few, few people that are kind of doing this, but I keep telling people, like, if you want a round of applause, like, go and join a call centre, but, but in, like, in doing this mission, we don't want a round of applause, this, this is no name, this is a collective, Yes, yeah. and we're just loving hearts that, that, if you see Florentina, just see her like your daughter, Yeah. and whether that's, you know, even sharing on your Instagram, or just, like, the more mouths we have, the better it's going to be for spreading the awareness, and getting her that getting her to America. Yeah. And when is the does she have like is the time, there a, time a to time, raise? Yeah, is a time frame yeah. within this to raise this money because obviously yeah. she's got to, to have this treatment. I believe I believe it's around March, April time, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that though, but I think around yeah. Fingers March. crossed yeah. Yeah. But 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 I'm I'm confident that we're gonna raise the money at this event. I'm yeah. I really am confident. So the speakers and there's um, so inspiration is of course there has to be some kind of music. Yeah, we 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 we've got a musician, very um, 
yeah so obviously yeah the music wise it's all obviously we've got kids there as well so we're very kind of selective with yeah what, what is the itinerary beside the speakers and what, so what we, else yeah so so we got a very um diverse lineup through obviously speakers we've got a 12 year old speaker called zach who is an amazing human being oh beautiful he's really cool so it's um, a very family orientated event yeah like for me i don't discriminate in any way shape or form so i believe old souls live in young bodies too mm. so yeah so um we got dark got a young dance group we're going to be performing as well we have a fashion show so maram you might want to like when, to see that as well uh, yeah absolutely absolutely i can help you with that not a problem Love that yeah so yeah so we got um, a model kj she's kind of helping with the flat fashion show we've got da, 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 what else do we have yeah so, so musicians dancers and speakers but it's all gonna be a show like it's gonna be sounds good it's gonna be amazing we're gonna get sky news there bbc news there the press are coming uh, absolutely that's great uh, what time does it start and what you know what what time do yeah, you so start? yeah it starts at 10 a.m okay it's at 4 p.m okay. but you want to come there and you'll be like oh my god it's finished already like because you're gonna have so much fun you know yeah. like time flies and you're gonna make sure to bring everybody Make sure gonna like everybody will want to come anyway. That's but, it. Uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, regarding to people who want to donate or if they can't, like I said, attend, um, can you provide us with the? Is there a website or? Yes. A, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the, the website's on my bio. So if you click okay. my link on my Instagram, but also, Maram, I send you the link as well. So yeah, and then I'll I can just add it on the podcast, and then we can um make sure that we can get the word out and tell as many people because people some might want to just donate and and yeah. just you know just want to um, if and if what if somebody wants to volunteer do you need any volunteers for the event do you want do you need any helpers that would want to contribute on the day 100 percent. yeah that'd be nice isn't it because some people might not be able to give but i think when you when you act as a volunteer that's a that's your part right you've done your little parts and that's, yeah that's that's more valuable than getting a ticket yeah because you need more hands on the event you need some more yeah. helping so if anybody wants to donate or uh, volunteer then they can do so as well perfect yeah Excellent. definitely sounds really good sounds really good and in addition to that do you have like um a raffle or or um prizes on of the day Yes, yeah, so my role in this, Mariam, is the. You the need to give everybody a book. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 so my, my role is like you know the bringing the people in. So yeah. we've got an event organizer. They have the ins and outs of it. I kind of like okay, all I'm right. a speaker, so I do my thing on stage. But like I'm having all the market inside of it. But yeah, all that information is like our events team. They they know all the ins and outs brilliant like, brilliant okay we'll put all the details on there and make sure this you is, see this is the beauty of speaking because you have to speak for people to connect right like if you didn't speak about this event nobody would have known about it and i think the more people create awareness through videos through audio whatever is your form of convenience or what, what you're comfortable yeah. with but the more you share the more you can help others you that's know? it this is how you know we've done this podcast like what what made you want to say warren come on a podcast and help promote florentina what was it like i connected you just just her little face 
and um and just seeing her in pain and I was like oh what can I what can I do I always think what can I do to contribute because my father's brought me up with this like he said he left and said to me you're here to help that's it and I was like help what and that was it that's all he said to me and so I think when I see someone if I can help he said help yourself first number one then help two and three along the way so I always think that if I can help in some shape or form I will love that and helping giving is living absolutely 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 let's hope that we can um get people to the event inshallah and Mariam, raise the, many i get allergic to hope we don't hope we do this girl we're we're doing we, this yeah it's, we got the fifty thousand, all right we, we, we got fifty thousand. Fifty thousand people <laughs> you know what? i'm like can you imagine a fifty thousand like i think from the first event it will grow into an future events that will bring in 50,000 people from around the world yeah, humanity yeah. humanity we're just bringing someone people together has to start it warren right like someone has to start the the process the, the the ripple effect and it's the instigator it's the first one that is the hardest the rest inshallah will be fine inshallah yeah you know what i mean even this will be but what i'm saying is that it just this takes the forming right that this is where the, all the all the all the pieces come together makes sense yeah absolutely thank you so much warren for joining us um love the work that you do uh i'm gonna i need that book let me see if uh, you can show that that's it yeah that's so, so, so your book what made you write it by the way well i didn't want to die with all of this know-how in my head like i literally that's can be me in any given situation yeah. i know how to manage my emotions i know how to remove bad habits and replace them with good habits I know exactly how to reprogram the mind. So I was like, I need to put this in a book because there are yeah. people that are suffering, Mariam, who are banging their head against the same wall and they don't know there's a door over there. So this book helps people and it makes it into layman's terms. It's conversational and I've cut out the fluff. Yeah. You don't wanna, you don't wanna know about my auntie going to Tesco's. I don't need to put it in the book. What I put in the book is strategies on how to master your mind so mm -hmm. that you can change the beliefs that are holding you back with your mental health, in your career, relationships, in your life. And it helps people, this book as well, gives you the strategies on how to build a connection with oneself, a relationship with you. Uh, and, then at the end of it, yeah. and, at, and at the end of it, you get the gift of being able to be yourself and creating the person that you want to be. Excellent. So that's um, the excellent, really good. Can we get it on the audio or is it just? Um, yes, yes. So I, I my, my voice as well, I've, I've narrated audio as well so when you buy the audio you hear my voice oh wonderful yeah, that so sounds that. great great that's it that's great but yeah amazon amazon type in warren inspire on amazon my book pops up all the art of being yourself the audio and the book will pop up as well you get it wonderful. on kindle okay we can talk for hours warren <laughs> i'll let you go uh, lovely to speak with you i look forward to connecting you with, like others and connecting with you at the event and i'm sure we'll speak before anyway i will put all the details for our audience thank you so much and let's uh, raise awareness for florentina definitely thank you so much for having me on the show thank you